Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips here for week 16 of the NFL slate. Got eight picks for you. Got back the return, not of the Mac, but the Thursday night pick, which we were doing a lot early on in the season and kind of straight away from Sunday night game, one of the Christmas Day games. There are two Saturday games and two other Monday games. And if you're interested in what the model thinks about those, you can obviously join us over on Dub Club. Recap, breaking this into two slides here. Did not do well on the show last week, Jake. We went two at five. We still have a five and a half percent ROI on the show. And it's not exactly how I've drawn it up specifically, but the A grade sides plus 2.3 units by going three and two. How do we do that? Because we had some dogs that won outright for us and we just missed Chicago. I mean, of the number of ways Chicago could have won. I mean, the fact that the ball hits the chest of the dude in the end zone for the win. I mean, that's right there. Like would have been a fantastic plus whatever we got plus 150. Um for us so uh but a 24 percent are on the eight grade sides and you can again get those over on dub club if you've been following these picks you made you're making money and if you're with us on dub club you're making even more money a lot of money um overall just sides and totals the sides that we recommended and the totals we've recommended on the season this is the B grades we're doing on show. These are plays of the day, totals of the day, everything. The whole package of sides and totals we've recommended across all platforms. Sides, ROI, 9.9% ROI. Totals, 8.5% ROI. Um, not every week can be a winner. Last week was just kind of so-so, unfortunately, but uh, that's okay. The overall season's been great, and we know we're going to have some more good weeks coming. Never know what's going to happen on day-to-day, -day. but Jake, it felt like we had the right reads, and I think one of the things that indicated that even more to me is I also gave out three official teaser picks to dub club and all three of those won as well. Yeah. So the teasers helped us and you got those if you're with us on dub club. And if you're interested in joining us and haven't yet $10 off your first month using the promo code there on the screen, or if you're with us on an audio only platform, the link in the show description, if you're with us on YouTube, that QR code, you can scan that or you can, Click the link in the show description for $10 off your first month. The holiday special here. This will run for through the end of the year. And then prices jump January 1st. So you want to be in before then. You might as well get in now with college football stuff. We're going to do a college football show with Cousin Jerry later in the week. I don't know how many more we're going to do because my end of the year is about to get really wild. So all the college football stuff will be over on Dub Club, all the college basketball stuff. Uh, all the NFL stuff, everything will be over there. So you want to be there if you aren't already. If nothing else for the A-grade NFL sides can pay for it, subscription right there. And the teasers that we've been talking about uh, that are just rocking rock and rolling. And of the teasers that I gave out on Dub Club, that doesn't even include the Fade the Chiefs under teaser, which I've been talking a lot about on this show. So we've been just crushing the teasers uh, here as of late and the A grade sides. It's been just so good with the NFL. Jake, I was telling Mrs. Professor that the NFL has become the sport I look forward to the most, the easiest. I understand why everybody bets the NFL because it's so easy to make money off of. She laughed at me. Uh, I don't know. I think you've mentioned this before on, on show two that, and, and I was this way, like, I felt like I could never make money in the NFL before I built this model. I felt like I was terrible at it. I feel like I, I just couldn't figure it out. And I was like, why do people bet this dumb sport? Every game comes down to the end of the fourth quarter. Who who the heck knows? And that's kind of like the models, I guess, picking up on that. And like, that's great. Here's how we take advantage of that. You know, it, it's just crazy to me how good this NFL season has been. Yeah. It, it, before, before we had this model, I was just kind of throwing darts and trying to see like like it got to the point where i would rarely bet the nfl and i was just more college football and college basketball guy and then now you've made so much money here i'm like i'm so sad that this is coming to an end <laughs> yeah I, I don't want it to because i know the playoffs get weird but yeah. man i just i'm just i'm, I'm just happy <laughs> it's yeah. been so much yeah. fun it's it's been great. We're gonna start off here with New Orleans and Los Angeles on Thursday, and Jake will try to do a good job of explaining what the model's seeing and why it likes certain things. 
uh, in each pick. It's hopefully the benefit of the show uh, for everybody, especially if you're already with us on Dub Club. You already know the A-grade sides are just where it's at, and you should just be rocking and rolling with those. And then hopefully helping try to supplement that with some other picks that'll work for you as well. And, and one of the themes we often talk about is, you know, you're not as bad as you look at your worst. You're not as good as you look at your best, right? Bounce back spots. And we'll talk about a lot of that this week uh, in this show. Jake, this one to me isn't any of those. It is the classic case of just like we had with Chicago last week and it just missed. It is who the heck knows what's going to happen in this game. Give me plus odds. Um, Plus 180 is just an insane price for the Saints team. Who seven is number nine? Has the Rams number ten? Both these teams are seven and seven. Do I think either one of these teams are that good? No. We've been talking about it for weeks now in the NFL that like teams like seven through fifteen are all like I don't know. They're all very okay. They're not bad. The things aren't bad. The, the, the offense is meh. The defense is good. The Rams have the opposite problem, right? Their defense isn't very good at all, but the offense is good, especially you know. Williams has come in and been just a revelation for them. Uh, running back, and of course, Puka to whoever talking about him, and, and, and obviously that, that the Cooper Cooper Cup guy. I think that's how you say his name. If anyone's ever heard of him, right? He's obviously pretty good. Um, it, it, it's you know, it's strength on strength. The Rams have the ball. It's kind of met on met when the Saints have the ball. So I don't think Saints are slightly better on the road. You're not giving the Rams much of a home field advantage here. They're one of the teams that gets almost nothing. The visiting team tends to have more fans there than they do. That matters. The only thing that's happening here is travel. But otherwise, this is a coin toss game. Saints at plus 180 is way too good to pass up. Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what, what I really like here is with the what I think sideline scene is you're looking at the what you have ranked as around the 16th best offense going against a, a very weak – or not maybe not very weak, but, but weaker mm-hmm. Rams defense. It is a much bigger advantage than – what the Rams are going to have to see with the Saints defense, who's ranking the same. I don't know. How does, how does that pair out in the model? Is this, is the offense better or is the defense better when they're ranked the same? The offense has a slight edge at the same rank uh, in the NFL. The offense is more important. It's such a quarterback driven league. So, um, and that's kind of, and I think it's a great point. And, uh, it's always fun to look under the hood, right? That's the, the benefit of the show is we can dive into these topics. If you, if you look at the ratings on screen, if you're with us on YouTube, you, you might think that the edge, that it's even Rams offense versus Saints defense and that it's big edge Saints offense versus Rams defense. But it's it's kind of like college basketball. We talk about the better offenses are better than the bad defenses are, much less of an extent. But the Rams will still have a slight edge on offense it's just that they will have a smaller edge than the Saints will have, just because the Rams' defense is so bad. Yeah, and uh, that's the that's why I think the, that's what I think the model scene. That's what I like. That's why I like playing the Saints here. I also think they can uh, kind of control the game, and I think and both teams are going to want to keep the ball on the ground more than they're going to want it in the air. So I, I think that provides a little more variability, and why I like having the plus odds here. Mm, absolutely. Again, it's, it's the plus odds. Uh, this big of plus odds is just crazy for getting it should be somewhere around a coin toss. And we also have all models wrong. Some models are useful. Not to say this is an exact coin toss, but it's relatively close to that. So plus 180 here is just incredible value for us Thursday night. Again, skipping Saturday games, moving to Sunday. We had an A grade play on the Colts on Saturday, who got it done for us. They will travel to Atlanta, who has benched Desmond Ritter now for the second time this season. Uh, so that's that's good. You know, that's an, it's a great exactly, state of your franchise. Exactly what you want to be doing with your quote unquote quarterback of the future. I don't I don't know. I, uh, um, Atlanta's played well at home and sideline gives him a 54% chance. Taylor Hunt, he's an upgrade. Over Desmond Ritter. Not that Taylor Heineke's good. It's that Desmond Ritter was just so bad. I mean, it, 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 it's all there is to it. I'm sure he's a, a nice guy. I don't, I, I, we always talk about, right? Infinitely better athlete than I would, would ever could ever dream, to, dream of being. So I'm not trying to throw shade at the guy. It's just unfortunately for him, is he, he's in a profession where we are comparing him to, you know, 31 other, 30 other, you know, 
whatever, 25 or whatever, really amazingly good people at their job. And unfortunately, he's doesn't compare with them. I mean, that's that's not like it's the end of the world. It's just unfortunate for him. It's a big upgrade when they bench him. And that kind of makes this game pretty coin tossy, leaning Atlanta's way because of the home field edge. Jake, this was a B grade right around the time we were finding out that Ritter was being benched. It was kind of like with Ritter in, it was a C grade. And then, oh, Ritter's not going to play. It's going to be Heineke, and it was a B grade. It didn't take that long for it to get bet towards Atlanta, drop it right back to a C grade, which is what often happens where uh, whatever the edge that the that sideline has on a game before an injury or before benching news or whatever tends to be about the same news after the market adjusts. We tend to see things mostly the same. Every once in a while, it's, it's a little bit different. but And that's kind of what happened here. We're back to a C grade. I still think the Falcons are worth a play here. Neither one of these teams is great. Games in Atlanta, I don't know. Just give me the home team, right? Yeah, um, Atlanta at home is a lot easier to back than Atlanta anywhere else. Yeah. And Indy is getting beat up with, right mm-hmm. now. Uh, I mean, that hit on Pittman was – that, that was that was rough. And who knows if he's going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's down – possibly down one receiver. And then Isaiah McKenzie gets suspended. So now you're down two receivers. So you've got Josh Downs and Alec Pierce, a rookie and a second-year guy, who aren't superstars for a, a career backup quarterback to be thrown to. Mm. And then you've got – A career backup quarterback who has at times this year been solid and yes. at times just – and it's like every game he has just a couple of throws that are just recklessly crazy and – you know, yeah. if those go, if those land in the, in the defense's hands, it can really hurt you on offense. And, and he seems to do that a couple times a game, you know? And, and, and that's that's why he's the backup, right? Like he, yeah. he's got the talent and everything. And he just, which I'm not, not knocking him. I mean, I think he's a really yeah. good. And he's done incredible this year and he deserves to get paid a lot more. Probably what he's getting paid for how well he's done for the Colts. But then Zach Moss gets hurt. And so, mm-hmm. And you've got Jonathan Taylor hurt. Taylor's also yeah, I, yeah. Like, and there's rumors he might come back, but there's also rumors that that thumb is a bigger issue and holding on the ball than what anybody's saying. So who knows? Like, I just, I think that if full healthy, both teams fully healthy going against each other, I'd take the Colts. But the, right mm-hmm. now, with the way the Colts lineup is, <laughs> Atlanta at home, I'm I'm taking them. And that's the benefit to being on Dub Club is I will post. Another update, one or two, depending on the week. Updates later in the week as we get closer to the games where we learn more about these players' status. You talked about a couple of the Colts, your Pittman specifically, and 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 you know what the running back situation is, right? When we know a little bit more and the number projections sometimes change. Sometimes they move a tenth of a point and it's literally rounding error, but other times it can change a lot. The Texans is a great example of that. We were still on the Texans to like the Texans. It just liked them a lot less because it seemed like when we talked about the Texans a week ago, it was like, they got a bunch of guys who were hurt, but like half of them probably play half of them. Whoa. And they're still a good team. And then it got done to the game time. It was like, Oh no, like none of them are going to play. And that was in the update. It changed a lot. None of them. Yeah, all of them were out basically, and and we were still like, okay, we still think they got a chance, but it was a little bit different than we thought earlier in the week, right? So that's the benefit of being on Dub Club is you get that update based off the injury information, and so the the idea is that it's possible that goes the even becomes more. There were more Falcons like the Falcons a bit more as the week goes on. Maybe not. We'll see. Right now, at minus one fifteen. I've already I've played this at this as a secret. I, I want a little bit on it. I, I want to go ahead and lock this in, and maybe later on we add a little bit more to it if if we get better. If not, we, we let it ride. But but the Falcons have been pretty decent at home. They they really struggled off. The defense is pretty solid, as you can see there. According to sideline rank number twelve, it's been what's held them together has been that defense. Um, but the offense, according to the model, jumps up to number twenty four with Heineke and with Ritter. It, it's closer to thirty. But again, having a meh quarterback is an upgrade. We know they have a ton of talent there. And so Atlanta home, 54% likely to win, makes minus 115 worthy of a C-grade pick. Worth being on your card. Not going to be the most heavy game we are invested in. That would be or one of the heavy games we're going to be invested in. Washington and the New York Jets. Jake, this is going to be terrible, terrible football. <laughs> when the Jets have the ball. 
dead last on offense. I assume that Zach Wilson will be playing quarterback, but it's like somewhere <laughs> in the 50 to 70% range. That's what the model has now. Trevor Simeon is the backup who I guess is still around. Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like what they're saying. The coach is like, oh, he might be blah, 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 but it's also like, there's no way he's playing, right? Like, I don't understand this talk. Like, why the coach is saying this? They've been eliminated from playoff contention. There is just no reason for him to be out there, but they're still like, oh, he might be medically cleared to play. I'm like, he might be medically cleared to play, but like, I don't see why he'd be out there. So we're probably with Zach Wilson or Trevor Shemian. Either way, it's not good. And Washington's defense, dead last. I mean, it is going to be, what's the old, you know, immovable force, unstoppable, whatever meets, you know, it's the opposite of that, right? The, the thing that can't move versus the thing that can't stop anything. Um, here's the difference in this game is that Washington's offense is okay. It's not great. It's okay. The Jets defense is still really good. Incredible job by them all season. Silent still has a number four. Obviously they gave up some points to the Dolphins. I don't really think that's the end of the world. A lot of teams have given up points to the Dolphins. Just a massive credit to this Jets defense. Everybody that's a part of that. I mean, hats off to you. Given the offense and how bad it's been, a lot of teams we've seen like the Panthers, we've talked about a lot where their defensive rating just slips because they're constantly out on the field and that allows them to make mistakes because the, the situation the offense puts them in. The Jets are in the same boat, but they aren't making those mistakes. I mean, they are the real deal at home. Sideline says they win 71% of the time. The Jets are favored and we are laying it with an A grade. Jake, it feels a little bit like the end of the world to back the Jets at minus 155 with an A grade. I don't really know what's happening, but you know what? I just I, I, I played it and I'm moving on with life and it is what it is at this point. Yeah, it, it's, it's a definitely uncomfortable, but sometimes yeah. those are the best plays because what's going on? I, Washington, Sam Howell, Jacob, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they're almost in the same quarterback situation. Maybe not as bad, but yeah. as the Jets are. And Jacoby Brissett's well, actually like not bad. I'm a little surprised that he didn't get traded somewhere because I and there are a lot of teams. Yeah, pretty. He'd have been a pretty big upgrade for a lot of teams, including the Jets. Yeah, yeah but like as we were talking about before, the offenses have a little slight edge over the defenses. So when you, I don't, I don't see where Washington, like as bad as the Jets are, I think they're still be able to score because they do have talent with Bryce Bryce Hall who can break one off. And every once in a while, one of the seven quarterbacks or whatever they're throwing out there, whoever it is, happens to be, gets the ball to Garrett Wilson enough that they move the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, it's. I think the, those accidents will happen a lot more than the accidents of Washington scoring against this Jets defense, who is absolutely solid from top to bottom uh, and can score on their own, uh, especially when they're, when they're going. Uh, there's a good chance that whoever's quarterbacking for Washington ends up on their back a lot and dropping the ball and then short field. Maybe we win nine to nothing with three field goals. I, I don't know, but that just seems like, it seems like a very Iowa game to bet um, from college football. It just seems like, yeah, but the defense is so good. We us the special teams to win the game for us kind of thing. I, 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 just, I don't know. It's not comfortable, but one I'm definitely playing. Washington came back against the Rams and – you know, they, they fought hard, you know, credit to them for that. But, you know, the Rams were up 28 to seven in the fourth quarter. And that's where we talk about Washington. They've just really the last several weeks fallen off a cliff of the model is just like, okay, we're bad. We're going to downgrade you. Okay. You underperform that. Okay. We're going to downgrade you. Okay. You keep underperforming that we're going to downgrade. It keeps happening. And here's the thing is the model didn't even downgrade them last week based off the final score, which is again, only just a small part of it, but you know, they, but they, they didn't cover. Yeah, of course we had an A grade play on the Rams and, and that one uh, laying the, the six, six and a half. But then on top of that, um, I think it was much worse than the score indicated, you know, 28, seven to the Rams, only scoring seven against the Rams, like in, in real time, how are you going to score on this jets defense? Right. And so anything can happen in football, right? Weird things have happened, but, but we've been kind of fading the jets a lot lately. 
And now that it's flipping its backing home, it's really just trying to tell you how much the model dislikes Washington. And they can't backdoor themselves. They didn't backdoor cover that game. They didn't backdoor cover the Dolphins. They didn't backdoor cover the Cowboys. And they can't backdoor cover this because we're not even laying points, right? They, they'd have to win. And Washington has not been competitive in like a month at this point. And so who knows what will happen in one game. The Jets obviously have their issues on offense. But the whole point of having the model is to kind of say, where is this price messed up? And in this case, minus 155 is way too short. So we're going to be on the favorite here. So I always say not afraid to play a bigger favorite, not afraid to play a bigger dog. We will play a little bit of everything, including totals. Detroit at Minnesota. Detroit's got a really good offense. That defensive rating continues to plummet for Detroit. And we said it from the start of the year. It's gotten more extreme than we really thought. At the start of the season, we thought Detroit would be potentially a frisky team, maybe a playoff team. Biggest question with them was going to be how good their defense would be. And it turns out the offense was so good that it didn't even matter. And they're absolutely a playoff team because of that offense. What's going to hold them back is that defense just looks worse and worse. I'm not sure exactly how much is injuries but it's just not going well for them on the defensive side of the ball. But it's an offensive-driven league, so I'm not sure how much of it's a problem in the long-term for them, for their success. They're favored against Minnesota. They should be favored against Minnesota. But what we're banking on here is a lot of points. Model says on average 48. We're going to go over 46 and a half. It's not the biggest model edge. But what I like about this is that pace of both of these teams, that both these teams play a little bit faster. Not the biggest deal in the NFL, but when we guarantee not a slow pace, not a you know Patriots, whatever they're trying to do, slow games down type pace, you got a Detroit team that passes the ball a lot, a Minnesota team that is just kind of so-so. You, you got the, the roof there, so you don't have any weather concerns on the fast turf. This game just sets up to have a decent number of points. And what the model's telling us is that 47 and 48 are your two key numbers in the upper 40s. And we get the wins on both of those. I think I think if you were to take all the possible outcomes of this game and you take out 47 and 48, I think it's pretty 50-50 as to whether it's less than 47 or more than 48. But at 46 and a half, we get the win on both of those. So we're taking a 50-50 outcome. We sprinkle in two wins on both of those key numbers on that key kind of combo of numbers. And that's where I think there's value in this number. This is one of those where I wouldn't play it over 48 and a half, but at 46 and a half, I think it's worth an investment, Jake. I talked you into this one, so I haven't even heard what you think about it. Why, why was I able to talk? What do you like about this overplay? Look, I like Detroit's offense. They are very, very good. Um, and really, Goff has found a home. Like he never saw this version of Goff in L.A., I, yeah. which – and, and I'm and I'm not sure we saw it even until this season. It's this season has been incredible for him. And 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 I was skeptical. The model was skeptical of him to start the season, but hats off. Yeah, and I mean Laporta survived Iowa's offense and still remembered how to play after when he got to the NFL. That he's been huge. Uh, Jameer Gibbs just gets better and better and better as the year goes around. Yeah. I. I know Minnesota's got a decent defense, but I don't think they've got enough here to really slow down and shut down Detroit like they're going to need It's to. hard It's so, hard to slow that team down. I mean, Denver's yeah. defense have been playing a little bit better of late, and they didn't stand a chance slowing them down. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, they're going to have to pay a little, play a little bit with some pace. They're going to have to score a little bit to stay in this game. Uh, I mean, they've got pretty much their full weapons. I don't think – Madison, I don't know that he's a big – I don't know that there's much difference between him and Chandler yeah. um, at the running back position, so I don't think it matters one way or the other. But you've got Jefferson, Hawkinson, uh, Madison there to throw to, whether it's Mullins or Dobbs or whoever happens to be throwing at that time. Uh, and Detroit's defense is a great one for those guys to figure things out because they're not stopping you whatsoever. So I, I think we're going to get close to that 50 points of this game. And that's well over this 46 and a half. Yep, absolutely. All, all about the number for this one. Uh, to the late slot, Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. Jake, my opinion, my personal opinion is every NFL team should have a rival that you play every year. And obviously this would be one of those. I just wish these teams to play every year, just the Battle of Florida. Uh, I, I love when this stuff happens. Of course, you got to get Miami in there too, but, but whatever. Uh, the point is I love it when 
that teams like this get to play because I think it's fun. And obviously, you know, not that maybe there are more fun fan bases with rivalries, but 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 I like something like this. Uh, I feel like we never see this game. And, and the, the colors of the jerseys are nice. Right? This should be a fun game with regards to that. Otherwise, though, two kind of run-of-the-mill teams. Tampa Bay's playing well as of late. Model thinks they're a pretty well-balanced team. Jacksonville going the wrong direction. And you're really starting to see the version of Jacksonville that Sideline thought existed all along. They played really well to start the season, but the model never fully came around to this Jacksonville team. And there were people putting them in the Super Bowl, saying how great they were going to be. And Sideline the whole time was kind of like, I'm not sold. And that's where it is now. They're still decent. We've never said they're not decent, but uh, they have some flaws. They've had some lucky wins. Now they've had some close losses. It's kind of balanced out, and you're seeing a team at this point kind of fighting for their playoff lives in the mess that is the AFC playoffs. Of course, I guess both are a mess, just in very different ways at this point, which would make for a fun final few weeks of the season. These are two relatively even-matched teams with the slight edge going to Tampa, and then Tampa's home. 62% chance to win, according to the model. This is really just more of what we've said all season, is that Tampa's not bad. Jacksonville's probably not as good as the market thinks. This is a classic case where I was talking about what is the model saying. This is just a classic case of, you know, the model sticking to its guns and being right more times than not. doesn't mean it's always right, but we've been fading Jacksonville. It's been working more lately as things have kind of come back to earth for them. And this Tampa team isn't, isn't that bad somehow, I guess? Uh, I mean, everybody forgot they have two arguably Hall of Fame type receivers out there on the edges with the Godwin and Evans. Um, and right now, Jacksonville's defense is the entire issue here. They they can't they can't stop anybody. Lord, they made Browning and Flacco. Browning, who hasn't played in forever, and then Flacco off the streets. They both yeah. cleared 300 yards and uh, multiple TDs. Like that defense, what are you going to do with Baker Mayfield, who's been playing all year with this team? And it has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out there, um, and a couple good and a be- probably a better running back than they've seen too. And is it playing squad. pretty well? Like, I mean, ba- Baker Mayfield's a guy that's been kind of up and down the last five ish years and been all over the map. But I mean, this season he's having a solid season. I mean, I think he's doing better than what most people would have thought after his last couple of years in the league. He's, he's doing, he's respectable. Yeah. He's doing just enough where, like where he's not everything for a team. And that's, what he was in a bad situation in Cleveland, I think. I think this version, um, where he's not having to do everything, they've got a pretty decent defense behind him. He's got a good running back, two good receivers out there, where he can just make the right plays every um, most of the time, and uh, they'll win a lot of these games. I mean, they're, they're putting together what this will be. They've won three in a row, and two of those have been on the road. So coming back home, I think will be. Really good for them. Jacksonville, it's just that defense. They can't stop anybody, it doesn't seem. And you're going against a better offense with probably better weapons and a better running back than what they've seen in the previous couple of games. And, I mean, I mean, the Ravens put up 23 there and really had no desire. To, they could have kept scoring, but they just didn't want to. Uh, so I, I don't see the, anywhere Jacksonville's got an advantage here. When you think about Jacksonville's last game, and I think there's probably a little bit of value on this because of everyone watching them at, on, on Sunday football, and they were the better team in that game at times. But I think that's the problem with Jacksonville is that people are excited about them because when they look good, they look good, and, and they don't look good usually for the whole 60 minutes, or if they do, it's and they don't the next week, that sort of thing. It's hard for them to put it all together. And you saw there were times against Baltimore where they just looked completely lost. And even early on when they should have had the lead or when you think about it was a little bit windy and so maybe the wind affected those long field goals, but that was, they were still settling for 50-yard field goals in the wind. Like, that's not great. And so the, the strength of this Jacksonville team, supposedly their offense, right, which is which is above average, couldn't get it done against a good Ravens defense. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from them, but couldn't really get it done for part of that game really left them hanging and then the defense couldn't get it done for part of the game. And that's again, kind of what boils down to a mediocre team. And that's exactly what Tampa Bay is too. So that's why it's like, okay, we'll give you the home team at a price like this because both these teams are very okay. 
Both of them have flaws. Both of them have upside. Both of them can look good any given week. Who knows what's going to happen on that? So the home team at this price makes sense. 425 p.m. Eastern, Arizona and Chicago. Uh, speaking of bad defense, we've covered the worst defensive league in Washington, second worst defensive league, Arizona. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this game's also going to be ugly. Nobody's going to be watching this because everyone's going to have their eyes on Miami and Dallas at this time slot. So again, if you want to know what the model thinks about that, if you want to discuss that game, we'll talk about it over on the Discord chat. Sign up on Dub Club and that link in the show description there. It's got the coupon code as well. But while this game will not need your eyeballs, again, as we always say, you don't have to watch them to make the monies. We're going to back Chicago here. Sideline says they win 71% of the time. That makes minus 210 a B grade. Worth an investment, but we're not going to go too heavy on it. We're not going to risk a full two units even. We're actually going to risk about 1.7 units to win 0.8. So we're going to risk a little bit less than two, and we're not going to win quite one, but we think this is a solid play because uh, this is one of those that wins almost three out of four times. And if we win three out of four, we like the minus 210. Don't put this in every money line parlay you do people though because again we expect to win this three out of four times which means we might end up with one of the four that we lose none of these are locks there's no such thing as locks as gambling if you're doing this any length of time you know that's the case uh so minus 210 smart not an all-in pick though uh but the bears are the better team here at home it's tough to not back them at this sort of price right yeah <clears throat> yeah travel um, Chicago's better team, and that really feels weird saying that they're better than anybody. Uh, but Arizona is whoa bad. Uh, last week Chicago had that game; they should have won. Uh, but you're, you're looking at a defense. You're looking at a defense in Cleveland that's very, top tier. Um, they can really take advantage of what Justice Fields can't do well. That's not Arizona. They also hit a fifty a fifty one yard touchdown and out of nowhere, like there at the end, and then got the field goal they needed, uh, obviously to win the game. But I, I just those kinds of plays that flipped flipped this game. Arizona's not going to be able to make on defense. Uh, Chicago has the better off. I what I would think was a better all around offense when Fields is running the ball and doing well. Uh, I just I don't like the weapons that I mean McBride is that the tight end for Arizona mm -hmm. um, is looking good but I just don't like mm -hmm. the weapons that Kyler has caught James Connors fine but this line doesn't help him out defense puts a lot of pressure on them to actually dominate a game and that's just not what they have right now I'm going to I'm going to take Chicago at home all day here yeah this Arizona team has seemingly played you know, hard all year long from start to finish. They, they don't, um, you know, they aren't quitting. Right. And we see that in a lot of their games. Um, but I think you're, you know, starting to see on, on, on occasion here, some of these games, just, uh, this, just how weak they can be. And, and obviously they had that win against Pittsburgh uh, a couple weeks ago, the weather in that game was crazy. Um, they had that goal line stop that basically swung like 14 points because then Arizona comes down and scores, right? That was also Pittsburgh who, and, and not to say the Bears can't have similar problems, right? So I know people are going to look at that. And I think it's why we're getting value on this because I think people are going to look at this and say, hey, how's it any different than the Steelers game? Well, I, I, not that Fields is the most amazing quarterback, but I think he's mildly competent. And, and I'm not sure anything the Steelers are doing offensively is, co is competent. And it's not about just the offensive coordinator, right? He was part of the problem, but the whole offense just really lacks talent. And, and I think you see with the Cardinals here the week before that, the way they lost at home to the Rams just did not compete at all last week against the Niners. And then they scored early on and then just, just could not stop them at all. And obviously the Niners are a really good team, but, um, when the sports books give you a ton of points and you still can't cover them, that tells you something, right? And that's what, what happened there is that the sports books tried to account for the difference in quality and they still couldn't do it. And so I think we're getting value here because people are looking at this saying, yeah, you know, this Cardinals team, they play hard and they, they, they beat the Steelers and they played well against the Texans and they beat the Falcons. And it's like, yeah, but like 
the Falcons, I mean, that was the Falcons on the road. And we talked about this earlier, right? And, the, you know, you can talk about that, but then you also can't forget that they lost 27 to the Browns, right? So it's like they've had enough of these games where we kind of know what they are, which is competent on offense, largely because of McBride. I mean, that guy fuels their offense, it seems. But that defense just, I don't have any faith in it. And, and part of that is, again, when you allow like 27 to, to Cleveland or whatever, right? All the other things you talked about with it. Um, that's concerning. Chicago's offense is good enough to score at home here, minus 210. Worth a pick on the Bears, which takes us to Sunday night. New England at Denver. Jake, uh, Denver's defense has played better here up until they face the gauntlet <laughs> Lions offense. Sideline still isn't much of a believer in them. Still has them number 28. And obviously it knows that the Lions offense is really good. It's just, and, and, and part of it was those first four games. Part of it is the model thinks Denver's success with regards to holding teams down has come more from ball control and long offensive drives than defensive talent. And I think you saw that against the Lions when they couldn't get anything done offensively. And again, anything can happen in one game, right? If you play the game again, you expect Denver to do a little bit more offensively. But they couldn't control the ball, have those long drives. And so what happened was the Lions just went down and scored really quick, and it just wasn't just wasn't up their alley, right? Yeah. And so I say all that to kind of indicate I'm not a believer in this Denver um, defense at all. The biggest thing has been pace. New England doesn't play with pace either, but that doesn't necessarily mean nobody will score because this Denver offense is still solid and this Denver defense isn't. New England struggled to score a lot lately, but for the most part, while their offense isn't good, the games that they've really struggled to score have been weather related or playing incredible defense related, they should score on Denver. We're going to go over 34 here. 34 is a relatively key number uh, in the mid thirties and Southern projects 39. We're thinking it'll be lower than average, but maybe not quite to the extent that the sports books do. Jake, what are your thoughts? Look, I think Zappy's given this new England, new England offense a little bit of more life. Um, Part of the, the also getting healthy. I mean, maybe Steve, there's Stevenson might be playing this one. Uh, I'm not 100 sure. We'll have to wait till later in the week. Later in the week, but at the same time, I think a score looking like the Steelers game at, on the, at at the Steelers is something very, very possible here. Maybe not 21 to 18, but like some, something like that where where the winning team gets three touchdowns. I, I can see that happening easily because, I mean, the Broncos have scored under 20, what, maybe four times, and that's including last week where that, that game just got way out from them from what they wanted to do mm-hmm. um, and how, how they want to do it. Like there are a solid offense that when they can control with a ground game and Russell Wilson making a few plays here and there, they can re- really dominate a game and – I think that that's what we're going to see because New England's New England's not that good a team. Their offense isn't really going to do that much, but uh, the defense will slow this game, get us below average. But I think 20 points from Denver, 21, 24 points out of Denver is what we're going to get. So we just need a, a t- couple touchdowns out of New England and we're fine. The Broncos have gone, if I'm looking at this correctly, and I may be missing there, but I think the Broncos have gone under this number only three times this season. One of those was against the Chiefs in Denver in the cold where Mahomes had the flu. One of them was in Kansas City against Mahomes when it was like windy and wet. And again, as we talked about, the Chiefs have been a much less explosive offense and a, and, a, and a pretty good defense this season. The other one was the Chargers, where they only got to 31. But I mean, the Broncos are, for the most part, going nowhere near this number. So when you look at this, you have to be thinking, yeah, I get that. This is the Patriots is the reason why um, this number is so low. But when you look at the Patriots, they had those three games in a row. One of them was in London, where they only had a game that was 10 to six against the Colts. Okay. 
I think every, or Germany, I think every overseas game went under, right? And we were playing all those. We were like, just play them under. Like none of these games have points, right? That's a different story. When it was the Giants, you know, part of that was the quarterback situation. The Giants defense has been competent at times. You know, one of them was the Charger game. That game was a monsoon, right? So they had three games in a row. Absolutely. But, but, and I'm not saying we should ignore those. We, we just want to hold them in one hand and consider the rest of the season, which is last week against the Chiefs, that game had 44. Against the Steelers, that game had 39. Against the Commanders, 37. Against the Dolphins, 48. You say, oh, the Dolphins are high school. Okay, sure, but I'm going to keep going. The, the Bills had 50-something. Uh, the Raiders, 38. The Saints got to 34. And the Patriots even scored, and it was still would have pushed, right? So it's like the Patriots have had points, despite the fact that their offense is bad and their defense is good. Absolutely. It's just in the NFL, like you still score, like for yeah. the most part. It's just those three games, I think, really skewed our perceptions. But but two of those three have massive excuses to them. And I think you make a good point. Like Zappi's made this offense like I I I don't I think I think the ceiling might be a little bit lower with him than Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones has, has the bigger upside, but I think he's raised the floor a little bit. I think you're less likely to see just a terrible game where they score zero points or six points or whatever. It's more likely that they, they at least are meh. And again, meh against the Giants might be seven points. Meh in Germany might be just six points, but meh against Denver, that ought to get you like 14, 17, 21, whatever points, right? And I'm like you, like some sort of 21, 18-ish game, that'd get you to the 39. Yeah that the model's projecting here. So it's a really low number. 34 is key. Again, make sure you get this number. When we lock this in this afternoon, I think every book had about 34, but I don't know where the number should go. I don't know where it is now. So just make sure that, that 34 is, is relatively uh, your key number here in, in the mid thirties, uh, 33 and a half is even better. Don't pay for it. But if you can get 33 and a half for minus 115, that's a, that's a good deal. Um, uh, over 34 is a good deal. 34 and a half. We'd still be playing the over. We just we don't like that we've lost a little bit of the value, unfortunately. Which takes us to our show finale here Monday. Again, two other Christmas Day games. Sideline has information on those. We'll talk about them on Discord. Might have a teaser of the day for your Christmas Day over on Dub Club sign-up link in the show description. But the Monday game we're going to cover here, Las Vegas and Kansas City. And Jake, I feel like my analysis, this is now five weeks in a row that I'm going to attempt the same teaser. It is one all four weeks in a row. It is fade the Chiefs and take the under in a teaser, and it is one four weeks in a row, and I'm going to do it yet again because why not? It could lose every game the rest of the season, and I'd still be positive on this gimmick. <laughs> the bottom line is this Las Vegas team um, – is not good enough offensively to score that many points. Even after that <laughs> offensive outburst, sideline still has them ranked 26th. They are still a bad offense. That was a wonky game. The Chargers apparently finally quit on their coach, and thus he got fired. Uh, two of those touchdowns were defensive. There were three, I think three first half own zone turnovers. Like that wasn't that game was not representative of anything. Just throw that game out. Like what ha- what we do know the Chargers quit on their coach, sure. Other than that, throw everything about that game out because when Las Vegas kept starting like at the plus 30, like what did you, and, and it got two defensive scores. Like what did you think was going to happen? Right? Like that doesn't mean anything. What it does mean something is that Las Vegas defense is still solid. And the books still have not figured out that this chief's team is not quite as good on offense as they think. And they're better on defense than they think. Sideline says 36.6. And, and, and this is about by how much the books have been missing on the chiefs. 41 and a half is what we're going to go under. There's 41s and 41 and a halfs out there. We lock this in. 41 is your key number in the low 40s. Lock in under 41 or under 41 and a half, whichever one uh, you got. I'm playing my teaser again, but of the two picks between either taking the points of Vegas or taking the under, I like the under more. Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the under is my favorite play here. Just because the you've got a very good defense in Vegas that in Kansas City's offense is still I think you're, you've got a still good correctly it's still good it's just a different kind of good it I feel like we say this every time it's one that yeah. wants it takes it's not explosive it's not the Miami Dolphins it's not thought, yeah. or anything like that yeah it's it's 
we're going to just slowly move it down, dink and dunk, and then get down there, and then they they convert every time because they they've got an incredible quarterback. They've got all they've got some very solid weapons, and I mean, Rasheed Rice really seems to have found his groove too to be kind of that main receiver for him. But Vegas, <coughs> Vegas's defense is solid, all on at all levels, and I, I think it's going to make Kansas City have a really tough time here. Uh, and no, I don't. I don't think I think we're getting a little bit of too much value from last week's performance from uh, whatever the Chargers did out there while Vegas had the ball. Nobody knows, but yeah, it was, wasn't football. I know that much. <laughs> I mean, but all you have to do is look at the week before where they scored zero. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think either of those teams are are what we're going to see. I think we're going right. to see something closer. Classic like, example, you know, as we always talk about, you're not as bad as you look at your worst. You're not as good as you look at your best. Perfect yeah. example is the Raiders these last two weeks. If you if you if you weren't a believer, there's there's example number one A right there. Yeah, like I think. 20 to 17 feels about right for this game uh, for whoever's whoever wins. I'm, I'm not totally sure on that, but that feels like where the final is going to end up. Yeah. And, you know, again, just to point out, because some of you may be saying, you know, the chiefs at number nine, that's disrespectful to Mahomes. I mean, just points per game, the chiefs are, are 11th in the NFL this year. So it's not like I'm the only one, like it, it's, it's pretty clear, but, but points per game on defense, number three, and sometimes in number six. So, I mean, it, it, you're talking about a defense that's better than the offense. And, and Las Vegas, I mean, my goodness, after you put up 63 points, Las Vegas is still 24th in points per game. And that's what the model has been 26 is like, yeah, that's after then. And, and I'm not really going to, again, two of them are defensive and, and you can't even, you, you know, the competition, throw that out, that wonkiness of that, right? And you throw that game out and they're probably like dead last or, or or maybe not dead last because you know the, the the Jets and the Giants still exist, but uh, they're they're much further. But that defense is really good. So I was number three, uh, and then points per game allowed. They're they're number nine, and and obviously points per game isn't the perfect exact metric, but at this point we have enough data that it's a reasonable indicator. Of course, we have a player based model here that looks at current injuries, uh, you know, trades and and things of that nature. So it's not exact um, going to mimic points per game, but it's a you know, you can kind of see these numbers are pretty similar. So you might be a little bit surprised, but I think the points per game kind of say, oh, these are all in the ballpark of where even a, a crude metric like that would be. And when you put all that into the big jumbled machine that outputs points, you'd be looking at mid thirties here. Um, you know, even if you were to have a number like 38 and a half, I'd still say under 38 and a half has some value. Again, as we talked about with the previous one, we've lost some value if you're betting that number versus this one, uh, but still probably would be worth a play here. Um, this is a game that I see happening a lot like last week's game against the Patriots and the uh, total that we picked on that one did not win, but the teaser did. Uh, and that was one where when we gave out the teaser, we were getting it to 44 and a half because 44 is the key number. Um, and that was what we were talking about in the discord. And I shared the screenshots of that, um, you, you know, and, and the same thing here, I, I think 44 and a half, you're like, if, if you want to do a same game parley on this, for those who do that, like you could tease this up, but 47 and a half doesn't offer you a ton of value. You'd have to go a seven point teaser to get the 48 and a half. But if you do the same game, probably you might get slightly better odds. Cause you really only need to buy three, uh, buy, buy Vegas up to 14 and a half. Uh, and then this to 44 and a half. And you'd actually end up with probably something that's more like plus 150, plus 170 or something like that. And I see it playing out a lot like last week at 27, 17. That's kind of like as high as I think it could go. But I'm like, you, I think it could land 20 to 17 as well, and I'd even get that high. So um, it, it seems hard to get this into the upper 40s. And so that's, again, why the teaser, I think, makes a lot of sense here. And I'm not a big teasing total guy. Of the teasers we gave out on Dub Club, all three of them were all – there were six sides. There wasn't a single total. I'm not a big total guy on teasers. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But with these Chiefs ones, it's just been money. They, they, they don't like to get up into the – you know, upper forties and the fifties, like the chiefs teams of old. And now maybe when they play the dolphins or someone, they will or the Cowboys, but for the most part, that's not who they are. So under 41 and a half, the favorite individual play, especially with that key number there. Um, but as we've been doing, I'm still recommending that teaser, Jake, that's our recap, eight picks more on dub club, including discord chat access, all the metrics, all the other sports parting words from you before we sign off. 
for week 16 NFL action. Maybe I'm just a more of a basketball guy, but has football always been played on Christmas, like when that when it lands? Because I feel like the NBA used to own Christmas, and and now I'm a little sad that that's going away. I'm I'm happy that I'm making so much money on the NFL, but I'm a little sad that it's not the just NBA Christmas Day. I think, and maybe someone in the comments can can clarify someone who knows the specifics of this, but my understanding, my thought on it is they've tried to have a Christmas Day game. The last several years, um, if they could, other than when Christmas was on like Tuesday or Wednesday, but they've tried to put like, oh, I can even have a Christmas game. Um, when Christmas is on Sunday, they've tended to move all the games like to Saturday or to Monday and still keep like a game or two on Christmas. I think, you know, a decade ago, five, even five years ago, that wasn't the case. They, they didn't play on Christmas at all. And now I think it's been kind of a thing they've done more lately. They started it with adding the third Thanksgiving game was the first thing I think they did, right? They added that night game on NFL network back in the day. And now it's, I don't know if it's NBC or, or Amazon primer who has it, but uh, they've started to get more involved in the holidays here. Uh, and these extra spots here in the last five ish years, I think so. Yeah, it is interesting to see three Christmas day games and in college basketball too. college basketball used to never play over the holidays. And I remember last year there were five games, I think on Christmas day, something like that. Uh, and, and I'm assuming we'll have the same thing again this year. So we're going to have uh, football and NBA and college basketball. Probably it gets, it gets a little more crazier for, for those of us who, who used to be able to enjoy a day or two off that I don't think we get anymore. Yeah. Cause then you're going to get the hockey probably too. So mm. it's just going to be all, all the sports going. And then, and then, if you do soccer, right? EPL is big on Boxing Day. It's I think every single team plays. I think on like the twenty third and the twenty sixth. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that's all we got for this week's edition. Again, more over on Dub Club. Sign up link right there. Ten dollars off your first month. Lock in this year's pricing going forward uh, forever, and the price will never jump for you if you are in uh, by New Year's Eve. So that's your deadline for that. Jump on board if you haven't yet. If uh, you're already there, thanks for being there. And otherwise, we will see y'all later.